Welcome family to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host Stan B and this episode I'm dolo but I'm talking topics. I'm talking anything from the Asian attacks to the oldest juvenile life to ever be released from incarceration. So thank you for tuning in and let's rock. Let's get into it. Welcome, family, to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host, Stan B, and I'm back. I say I'm back because I took a little hiatus. I haven't been putting out a lot of episodes. I was trying to find, um, kind of restructure some of the things that I do on here. Um, also, I had my own little personal things going on, which um, started me a business. Um, you know, if I had to hand clap, so... This was like the Breakfast Club dropped the bombs, all that. I'd be doing all that right now. But anyway, um, I started me a business, which is a long-time dream of mine, among other things. Um, always wanted to work for myself. So I started my own business. Um, I'm not working for myself, per se, right this second, because I'm still building and, and you know, building that that foundation and getting things in order and so I'm working on that but um so for the time being I definitely still keep my day job for right now um but I've had that going on I've also got some music things going on I'm trying to work on this EP um shout out to the wise men Sonny Ock um Buckets Kalani oh man Eric Lawson um, them guys is, man, phenomenal. I salute them them dudes, man, um, because on the musical side, uh, they kind of help, help me be, you know, still be hungry, you know what I'm saying? Um, and still, like, just do my thing. Like, I felt like when I get on the track with them guys, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to show and prove, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, salute to them, man. But I, I've been working on that. Um which we finished. We still got some other things that we got to do to try to push the project. Um, and then working on trying to work on my own thing, which, like I said, my EP um, coming soon. I'll keep you all updated on that. I'm not going to give out too much info on that right now, but um, that's in the early stages. So I'm just starting to work on that, you know. So uh, so I just kind of been down for a little bit as far as this podcast go. Um, I was trying to find a, a structure, um, and I'm still trying to find that. I, I can't say I've completely found it. Um, usually I try to keep my thing to, uh, maybe about an hour. Well, now I'm going to revamp it where when I have guests and, and, and people that I talk to, or, um, I have my co-host with me, um, we'll try to stretch it to an hour, you know? Um, I do realize an hour is a bit long for a person to sit and listen, but it makes for a good listening time if it's something that's interesting to listen to, you know. So we'll 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 proceed and and, and see how all of this pans out. But we're gonna try to keep it, you know, to um I don't I, I don't want to give it a certain number, but we'll just do the episodes accordingly. But the ones where I talk to people and interview and stuff, I'm going to try to keep that stretch to an hour, you know, because a lot of times conversation, I mean, you think about it, you sit and talk to somebody for an hour, that conversation go by like it ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? So 
Um, so I, I definitely want to, you know, keep it at the minimum an hour for the people that I'm interviewing. Um, so kind of like the direction I'm doing right now is I like to talk about topics when I'm by myself. I, well, with people too, but when I'm by myself, I like to have topics um, to discuss and just kind of give my opinion of what I think. And I wish I had a situation where I could have a, a phone line attached to what I'm doing and have people call in. And But unfortunately, I can't do that because this is not live. It's all really pre-recorded. So, but, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm take, I'm gonna take it to a direction of where I, I take topics and then, you know, I'm a guy that I look at other people's work in, in podcasting and different things and what they're doing. And I don't want to be like anybody, but me, you know, um, so I'm, I'm finding my own niche, but I can also learn from others on certain things they do, um, interviewing and, you know, uh, just, just how they carry their podcast, um, the organization, you know, uh, just how they get into topics and, and, you know, transition into other things, you know what I'm saying? So just different things I, I look at. And, um, I also realize that when you have subjects and topics that you talk about, it makes it better when you have background that you can refer to, you know, and I'm learning that, you know, because I'm, I'm the type of person, I just, I pick like five or six topics <laughs> and get to talking about it. And, you know, I, I realized that if you don't really have the background behind what you're talking about, um, it doesn't really make for a good conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like uh, you may be going off of what you thought you heard or um, what, what you actually heard or what somebody else that said or whatever. You know what I mean? So you basing your stuff off of that. But um, you know, I realize with certain topics, you just need to go get the facts, get the background of what's going on and then hop to it and, and, and go into it for that. So, um, we're going to hop into it right now. We're going to talk about these Asian attacks, man. You know, I, I feel sorry for, you know, my fellow brothers, Asians and, 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 um, my fellow sister Asians, um, it's just a sad situation, you know, because we we know where that stems from, you know, like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where that stems from, um, you know, definitely from this this coronavirus thing that's going on uh, that has been going on for the the past year, you know, um, the the rhetoric behind calling it the China virus and all that kind of stuff. By you know who we won't get into none of that, but um, yeah. So all of these things labeled, you know, Asian people in a a, a certain light, and um, and now they're catching that 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 backlash, and they've had you know incidents before. So let's get into these Asian attacks, man. Um, and we're not we we basically just talking about Asian attacks. Period. We're not right at this very moment. We're not getting into um what happened uh a couple of days ago with the shootings at the spas or what have you um i'm gonna touch on that but that's not what this is right here we're just talking about uh asian attacks the attacks on asians throughout the country and you know so 
right, man, we're going to get into these Asian attacks, man. Um, Basically, the attacks of Asians have been at a disproportionate amount of women as targets. And nearly 3,800 incidents were were reported over the course of a of, of a year, and that's according to the Stop AAPI Hate. And then it's slightly higher than the 2,800 hate incidents nationwide over a five month period. Now, 68 percent of the women that make up the share of reports that's compared to 29 percent of men and Asian women report these incidents two to three times more than men. So they report hate incidents two to three times more than men. The main targets of these incidents is women. Um, you know, it, it shows, number one, definitely a, a lack of disrespect and a hate for Asians, but not only a lack in, a, in disrespect for Haitian, uh, Asians, um, it's a lack in the disrespect for Asian women, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's sad, man, because, you know, for for anyone to 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 lash out against them for whatever reason, um, it's unfounded. Like it's like, you know, it's just it's just a thing of hate. Period. Like it's no other way around. There's no way to justify. No way to 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 uh, make it logical in your mind. You know, it is what it is, man. It's hate. Um, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen, you know, and regarding this, the, the spas, the spa killings, um, it doesn't matter what the reasoning is behind whatever he said, he was having a bad day and all this other craziness and whatever, whatever that should have never happened. Who cares if you got a sex addiction, uh, addiction, I mean, Hey, do, do, go, do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see a therapist or talk to somebody, something, anything but to kill seven, eight people. I don't know exactly the number, but anything but to kill some people over what? What are we? What was the point? Ah, so you know that 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 kind of you know stories like that, man, kind of get to my soul. Um, because, you know, it's not a, it's not so much of a thing of like um, the color of the person who's dying or the color of the person who's killing. It's just the fact that people just absolutely go around that we're humans, like that you're doing this to a, another human. And for what? You know what I'm saying? Like. Just the fact that you could be so cold and callous to go to that extent and just try to justify behind a reasoning that you think is 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 okay enough for you to even do this. You know what I'm saying? Like that that tells you what type of people you're dealing with that do this kind of stuff, man. You know, um, you know, because like I said, it's not about a, a color of any of this. You got you know people. These people, if it wasn't Asians, if it was, you know, um, three Asians and two whites and and two blacks and, and a Native American, you know what I'm saying? It's all wrong. Like, they all lost their life for nothing. For what? Because of some craziness that you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just beyond me. But 
Anyway, moving on, man. Um, another hot topic that's out there, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, me, I, I'm not into the Grammys. I'm not really into the Soul Train Awards and BT Awards and all that. Now, don't get me wrong. I would check them out, but... Back when I used to be one of them dudes, like, yeah, man, I gotta, and I'm, you know, gotta go check the wars. That I, you know, what I mean, because that was, you know, that was that was the thing, you know, what I'm saying. But um, in my years now, nah, I'm not really on it like that. Um, BT, uh, you know, the cipher is always the hype thing. So, uh, so you know, you want to check that out, see what's good with that. But uh, the Grammys, Grammys ain't, yeah, it's whatever. Because a lot of times, you know, you be looking at who in the category, you like, yeah, I don't know who won that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's always like, man, you know, these joints are already set up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really check them out like that. I should have I should have checked this shit out, though. Um, I heard the, the little baby had a dope performance with the um, with, with Tamika Mallory and all that, what have you. Have. And we're going to get into some of that, too. Um, um, that's going to kind of be off the record with the, the 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 background information. I just want to you know touch on that from another source. But check check this. Um, so at the sixty three or sixty third rather annual Grammy Awards that was hosted by Trevor Noah, Carter B, and Megan Thee Stallion performed their number one song together. Wop. We all know what that means, right? Okay, I don't. I ain't gotta get into. I don't want to have to get into that. You know, uh, I would say this is a family friendly show, but I just try to keep it. You know, cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you know, just just keep it cool. But we know what that means, right? Um, some viewers they deemed her or deemed their performance to be inappropriate, and it prompted dozens of calls from the FCC. Man. Um, from people calling the FCC. What do you think about that? Now, I've heard it said that, you know, the the, the women are just expressing their sexuality and, and expressing just, you know, them being women. And she's even said that, and I say she, I'm talking about Cardi B, she's even said that she's um, she didn't do the song to empower women. She did it basically you know, to explore her sexuality, put her, you know what I mean? Like that, let her know this, that let you, let you know this, how she get down. You see what I'm saying? Um, which I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with it. it is what it is, you know, but also I try to see both sides of the coin. You know what I mean? So I see, I could see how people would be offended or what have you, what have you. And then the flip side of that, people will say, well, you need to check your kids and, you know, tuck your kids in and, you know, what your, kid, what your kids doing watching that type of stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff or whatever, whatever. Um, mm, you know, it's a it's a slippery slope with all of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, on one hand, I, I'm I'm about, you know, the, those, those females just expressing themselves and just, you know, doing what they do, you know, everybody know Cardi B used to be a stripper, all that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, kind of what do you expect from her? And I ain't being disrespectful or nothing, 
with her. I'm just asking, like, you know, she, like, the strip, she do her strip thing, you know. She's just that type of chick, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no way around it. I ain't mad about it. Do your thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, she's she's very sexual with some of her stuff, you know. Uh, it, I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, uh, it don't really bother me, but for me to sit and act like I want my granddaughter, uh, you know, uh, any young child watching or uh, seeing that. I mean, they don't even want their kids. Why she don't? She's a, she don't want her daughter seeing that, and her daughter doesn't listen to that music. So they keep their child, her and Offset keep, I guess, their child shielded away from that. You see what I'm saying? So um, even though she do her thing, she feel like she not responsible to you uh, for for doing what she do in front of your child because you you she wouldn't do it in front of her child. You know what I'm saying? So you need to take measures to make sure that your child don't see what she doing. You know, that's basically what she, how she breaking it down. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I mean, that's my opinion on it. I I just feel like, you know, do what you do. Um, you know, like TV has gotten crazy. You know, you know, you remember back in the day, like they wouldn't say some of this stuff. They wouldn't say ass on TV. You know what I'm saying? They want to say ass. And now you hear them say shit. You'd be like, whoa. Like, be on BT and you hear them like, say shit. Like, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, okay, what if, I, what if I'm watching something with, with, with my baby or something, you know? And, you know, she she know the bad words. Like, if I say something, she's, Papa, that's a bad word. You know, so... um. So, you know, so I, what if I'm watching something and you come on and they get to a part where that's in there and somebody say shit or bitch or something, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Even though she know the words, you know, she know they bad words. Um, does that mean that I I should be exposing her to that, you know, or should I just turn the TV to something else? Let's turn the um Nickelodeon uh, let's turn to Disney uh, you know what I'm saying so um but yeah man I, it's it's I don't think it's as big as they making it out to be but um you know that's to be expected to be on TV and you know I, I just think it's a whole lot of other stuff on TV too that's you know some stuff that need to be checked and monitor to make sure your kids ain't looking at you know what i'm saying so it ain't just uh cardi b and megan the stallion doing the wop song that's that's just my opinion with it you know but yeah moving on man moving on to another topic i don't know if i want to leave this last well i'm gonna go ahead and hop into it um we all getting our, uh, our stimulus checks. Not all of us, but a lot of us are getting our stimulus checks. You know, um, if you filed your taxes last year, all that good stuff or what have you, what have you. Uh, some of us got our mindset on what we're going to do with our stimulus checks. Or what are we going to say? What are we going to, you know, um, go splurge or buy this? What, you know, been waiting for to get cop this and get, you know what I mean? So, um, but... Because 
we're thinking along these lines, you know, we're thinking about what we're going to do with our check. You have people who are not getting a check at all for whatever reason. You was locked up. You you ain't working, whatever, whatever. So you didn't file. You didn't have no taxes to file, you know. So now the the the, the scam is on. The scheme, the the try to find a way to get some of this bread, you know, from people who are getting their stimulus checks, and some of this come in the forms of brothers who are in these relationships where they have been domestically domestically violent in it um that had nothing to do with stimulus checks it's just a brother that's that that's that's used to putting his hands on this woman and fast forward to all of what i'm talking about a young brother in indianapolis indiana had a girlfriend on Baby mama, I'm gonna say baby mama. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess she was his girl. I guess you know, but um, he had a long time history of beating her and putting his hands on her, what have you. And um, well, I'll just tell you the story. And in the, at Indianapolis, Indiana, a man named Malik um, Hafaker shot and killed four members of Jean, Jean Terry's Jeanette, Jeanette Terry, uh, I think it's Jeanette Terry's Moore's um, and his child's mother. That's, he, that's the baby mama. He killed four of her people's family members when he came there demanding half her stimulus check. And then Moore offered him four hundred and fifty dollars that that the the day before but he threatened that he would be back for more and when he came back he shot moore's seven-year-old daughter eve let's let's go back let's go back she offered him four hundred and fifty dollars out of her stimulus check I'm not going to give you half my stimulus check. I'm going to give you $450. So if I'm getting $1,400, I ain't giving you seven. I'm going to give you $450. And she better than me because he wouldn't have got nothing. But that's what she offered. He said no. Or either took it and said, I'm coming back for some more. And came back the next day. And when he came back, he shot Moore's seven-year-old daughter, Eve, seven years old, my baby, my granddaughter, eight. He shot her 23-year-old brother, Daquan Moore, 23. He shot her mother, 44-year-old Tamika Brown. She's the same age I am. And her cousin, 35-year-old Anthony Johnson. He killed all four of his people. And excuse my language, because I don't normally get like this, but this is, it, 
to me, this is a passionate story, you know. Um, that baby's seven years old, man. You killed that, and you shot the baby mama. But I believe the baby mama survived the shot. I want to say he shot the baby mama. Um, but nonetheless, even if you didn't shoot the baby mama, you shot and killed four people, including a seven-year-old baby. You took that 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 woman's little girl. You took her mama. You took her brother. And you took her cousin. For a $1,400 stimulus check, man. $1,400. I think they pay more, more money than that. The traffic migrants. Each migrant. $1,400, man. And... <laughs> Man, whew, that's heavy, man. I, I'm trying to get you to really see the the bigger picture of what what's what's going on here, man. This man, he was already had he already had issues with putting his hands on this woman. This woman was afraid of him, right? So he he came and wanted wanted half her check. She said, "No, I'm a, I, I can't give you half my check, but I'll give you four hundred fifty dollars." That wasn't good enough for him, man. So he came back. And when he came back, he killed four of her peoples and their family. And then to top it off, after he killed them, he took, because they have a baby together. The seven-year-old ain't their baby. They have a, a six-month-old baby, I believe. He takes the baby and run. But the baby is found safe. Thank God. But she lost her 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 family, man. And then her brother. And this was this was crazy, man. A family member, and this is recognized as her brother, Lorenzo Moore says, I have seen all my family members in there on the floor dead. I could put together the pic of how everything went down. And how everybody went. This man ain't no detective. He ain't, he on, he ain't, he not one of those first 48 um, people on there, you know. And he can walk in there and see just how people land, how people are, are positioned from being killed how they got killed, and what was going on when they got killed. And this is his family, his mama, his niece, his brother, his cousin. It's sad, man. We got to do better, man. We got to do better, man. Like, this pandem pandemic has exposed a lot of things. You know, and one of the things that is it, it exposed is domestic violence. You know, 
um, when when everything was good and there was work going on and people was able to get up and get out and, and do their regular routine, you know, for a lot of these women, for a lot of these kids, you know, for the kids, especially for the kids, man, the kids, school, school was a safe haven. School was a place to be able to go and eat and, and be away from the, the trauma and the, the, the bullshit that's going on at home. You know, it was a way for them to be able to go out there and, and socialize with, with their friends that, that five days a week meant everything to them. They they only got two days to be at home and deal with that that craziness before they got to get back up and go back to school and they can be with their friends and the people that they, they really feel close to. You see what I'm saying? So this pandemic has exposed all of that because now... The kids that was getting abused physically, sexually, verbally, they had the house with the, the people or the persons or the person who have been abusing them and the mother because she can't work. They didn't lay her off. She getting unemployment. He don't work, ain't trying to work. Probably ain't never work, or every time he do get a job, he lose it, or whatever the case may be. But he looking at you. He was looking in your face in the first place the whole time you was working before the pandemic. So it's 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 crazy, man. It's sad, man. Um that this just happened and it happened over a damn stimulus check, man, over some money, man, you know, had it well, like, it, I mean, it's not to blame the stimulus check. Now, it's just a thought. What if that money wasn't offered? What if she wasn't getting that money? Would she have still been killed? You know, you might say maybe, you might say no. You know, um, if this guy was the way he he is, um, yeah, I think, yeah, she would have still been killed. It just wouldn't have been over the stimulus check. It would have been over something else. But it's just, it just blows my mind that a person would allow this type of evil to, to, to get in them over some money, man, over some money. You took your baby's sister. You took your baby's grandma. You took your baby's uncle, your baby's cousin. Man, that's heavy, man. That's why I was gonna leave that for last, man, because you know, that's just that just get in my spirit when I when when I, you know, hear about stories of innocent people being killed and, you know, just stuff that that didn't have to happen and it happened. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know, I'm just human like that, man. Like, you know, I hate to hear hear about stuff like that and I hate to hear people losing their lives and you know, just and nobody wins in that situation. Now you you book for four murders and 
it's a wrap. Like it's no leniency. Nobody's showing you any pity. You you breathing, bro. You know, but it's just sad because it's like, what the hell was you thinking? Like really, you know? And you you ain't get no bread. Like the whole objective was for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was absolutely nothing, man. Like, wow. Anyway, moving on, man. Uh, just recently, uh, what, we in March? So February, the oldest, the oldest serving lifer, um, juvenile lifer. Let's let, hold on. Let's, let's go back. The oldest serving juvenile lifer was released from prison after 68 years. Did you, uh, did you hear that? You, do you understand that? Your, your homeboy, he might have did five. Your, your, your other peoples might have did 10. You might have known somebody that I know a brother who did 21. You know what I'm saying? This man did 68 years. 68, and he was 15 years old. So let me give you a little background. His name is Joe Ligon, the oldest juvenile lifer. He's now free after 68 years in prison, which I told you. He was the son of Alabama sharecroppers, and he was incarcerated when Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. And if you don't know who that is, go look him up. Dwight D. Eisenhower, all right? And back when Nat King Cole, a lot of us know who Nat King Cole is. We know about Natalie Cole, which is his daughter. But Nat King Cole was was the man of his time, right? Singer, music. Back when Nat King Cole's pretend was on the music charts. So this man got locked up back when Nat King Cole's song pretend was on the music charts and Dwight D. Eisenhower was the president of the United States. Now in 1953, Ligon and four other black teens were involved in the alcohol fuel spree of robberies and stabbings in Philadelphia in which two people died. And he says he was guilty for being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And he did stab someone, but not the two who died. He says he didn't kill anyone, but he's always been remorseful for what he did. You know, had it not been for reform in the juvenile system, um, some of the reform that they got taking place, which one of the things they um, did, I think it made it um, unconstitutional for juveniles to serve a life sentence um and so they basically got him out of prison off of that but can you imagine the man spent 68 years in prison and so that has to make you ask yourself about juvenile incarceration you know, um, just recently, I not too long ago read about 
one of the guys, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't, know, I think it was a black guy and a white guy. They were together that killed Michael Jordan's father. I'm not sure, but I believe this one is about the black guy, and I'm not, I don't know his name, but you have to look him up. He's he's due to be released. Um, I believe Jordan's father was killed in '92, '93. My son, my oldest son, will be. Um, He'll be 28 this year. Uh, so we talking about, yeah, we talking about 28 years that they've been in prison, uh, this particular guy. I believe the other guy's still in prison too. But he's set to be released. But a lot of people don't think he should be released. Now, he was a teenager when he committed this crime. So it makes you wonder... Or makes you ask the question like, um, do you think it's, I don't know, I'm trying to find out how to word the question. Do you think it's okay to imprison juveniles on a life sentence? And the reason why I ask that is because, you know, a lot of juveniles, their minds are not, or all of the juveniles, their minds aren't developed. Their, their minds aren't fully developed. You know, and people get kicked up. Yeah, you know, they know right from wrong, this and that. But how much right or wrong do you expect a 12, 13-year-old child to know or 14, 15-year-old child to know? Um, and sometimes you're right is their wrong and vice versa, you know, um, meaning that some of these, these kids aren't being raised in, uh, fully functional houses and homes that will make them really be able to differentiate the the whole thing between right and wrong to really figure it out to really think and make better decisions a lot of um decisions that's being made by some of these juveniles are decisions based off of what goes on in the home you know um you take a guy a, a, a young male who might see his his um not even his father his mother getting her tail whipped by some guys, he might view his mother as weak and see that that's the way he need to treat females. You see what I'm saying? So I just say that to say like, you know, some of the things that go on out here regarding juveniles, um, some of it starts at home or a lot of it starts at home, you know? Um, so it's, it, it's, uh, it's sad to see a story where the man spent 68 years of his life. I could never imagine how that is. But, you know, looking at him and, and looking at the video of him, man, that's one happy brother, man. I'm trying to tell you, I don't I don't think um, I don't think any of us feeling the type of happiness that he's feeling. 68 years. You think about that. 68 years. You know, um, some of us won't make it to 68 years, you know, um, this man 
made it 68 years to be able to walk out of a prison and walk around the the area in the in the neighborhood or wherever that he's from the city that he's from or that he was at when when he got locked up he's from alabama but um that's that's just amazing that's god man it's sad and amazing at the same time it's sad because he had to spend all that time in prison but it's amazing because he got to, to live and be here and to, to be free, to see his actual freedom. Like if he died tonight, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be at peace, you know, because he, 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 he walked through the storm and walked through the fire. He came out on the other side, you know what I'm saying? So that's a beautiful story, man. But what do you think about, juveniles doing life um i know a brother right now who locked up um he had got locked up with another brother that I, that I know who's since been released so he's been released for some years now but um the brother that i'm speaking of that's still locked up he has a life without parole sentence and he was a juvenile sentence to that he was actually the youngest juvenile in the Virginia prison system um sentence under that and so he he he's going through you know whatever that you go through from being in there what have you um and it's been a long time man <laughs> it's been a long time you know i don't know if he's i don't know anything about him so i don't know if he's um you know, just ready to, to, to get out or um, ready to be released. I'm talking about mindset and mind and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. But I guess the question for me would be how much longer do he have to serve for something that he did when he was 15 years old? You know, like he was 15. He killed the 17-year-old young boy. And I don't know, from what I understand, he didn't mean to do it. But, you know, I mean, that's from the outside looking in, a lot of us say, well, you know, that's what they all say. You know what I'm saying? So I don't truly know what, you know, um, if that's the truth or not or whatever. But the fact of the matter is he did, he, he committed an act, the young boy, lost his life and then in turn he lost his by being in prison and you know i just often even with my other homeboy who got released i had often wondered how how much time do he need to do for for it to be you know okay he's you know what i'm saying he, like he he paid his debt you know and it's it's a tricky thing when we talk about murder and people dying and stuff like that, man, because, you know, you don't get none of that back, you know? So, um, so it's just, it's a, it's a tricky thing, you know? Um, of course the people that lost their lives, their family, they feel a different way about things, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so you got to respect that, but 
I just often wonder, like with juveniles, I don't think all the juveniles should be like just sentenced to like I give you I give you a, a, an example. It was another young boy in in Indiana. Um, he got scolded because he stayed out all night. Uh, he so he was mad. He came in the house, uh, went found his father's gun, killed his mother, his father, killed his sister, killed a, a, a young girl who was there at the house, who um, who was pregnant. Um, she was almost full term, so we talking about five people right there, um, and then. He went to go shooting at his brother. I think he shot his brother, but his brother didn't die. Now, this this boy was a juvenile. He was 15 years old. So in that case, I think you should keep him in prison forever. Like, he should be Joe Ligon age when he dies. You see what I'm saying? And Joe Ligon, like 80. And I asked that question because there are a lot of juveniles who are making life and death decisions who can't fully weigh the consequences of their actions and that's because their brains are not fully developed that's because they're not they're not like me and you you know the majority of people that may be listening um you know and some of you may have um juvenile you know kids um teens you know um at that age we're not fully thinking about really what the consequences is. We, a lot of us were doing impulsive things and then finding out later um, that wasn't the right thing to do. You see what I'm saying? So um, so is it, how, how good would it be to lock up a juvenile for the rest of his life or her life? Um, it is some kind of way we got the drill in them that, that was wrong and but you still have to pay for what was wrong but then you can be rehabilitated you can get a new start you see what i'm saying you can be a better person because now you fully understand the wrong that you you've done you fully understand it that yo that wasn't that was not the right move you know so um so the the it's it's a, a sad thing to see a man who spent sixty eight years of his life in in prison, and he was a juvenile. My pops is seventy six. This man is eighty three, but he spent sixty eight years of his life in prison, man, and now he's gonna live the last remaining whatever. God allows him to live out here, um, outside in the free world. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but then it's a sad thing in the same token, because I'm happy for that man that he gets that opportunity after that to, you know, he probably made amends with his, with whatever happened a long time ago, you know, but he had that hope, you know, um, to make it up out of there to be able to walk around in the fresh air, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it's, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. Um, but I'm sure he see it all as a, a gift and a blessing, you know? Um, he lived in prison. Well, he was in prison longer than a lot of people will live, 
you know, um, my grandfather on my mom's side died in his 60s. And this man did 68 years. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's just crazy when you think about it, man. That's like the age of somebody, you know. But that's how long this man did prison, you know. Uh, so there has to be something to be done with this the, the whole juvenile system. As I said before, uh, the reason why he was released from prison was the fact that they found it unconstitutional to incarcerate juveniles for life on a life sentence. Um, so, and I, and I guess that, you know, would depend on the circumstances too, I guess. Um, so, but, you know, I, I, I feel like young people and people alike, um, all, they have a chance to turn it around, you know? Uh, it, it's, it's always sad when we're dealing with murder and, and people that died at the hands of other people, you know? Um, and, and you can never get those people that have died back. And so it's, it's hard to say what a measure of, of, of justice should be. You see what I'm saying is, you know, you, you might say the penalty for killing this man was, is 25 to life, but maybe he should be in jail for 50, you know, or for the rest of his life, you know, you know, that's how some people would view it. So you can't, you know, you can't really put a, a, a real um, justice price, if you will, on um, situations where people have lost their lives and different things like that. But I do think that, you know, there has to be a, a measure of paying for the crime. But then, you know, we have to also say, OK, he didn't he didn't he didn't pay his debt. And you got to let that man be free or let that woman be free. You know what I'm saying? You got to let them just live and be them. And, and you know, that, that was done. It's done. You can't change it. And you have to move on. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, I mean, I just, I guess I have a different outlook than most people about it. Um, but that juvenile system is something vicious, man. I was... I got caught up in it, but I wasn't caught up in it to a point where um, I had to live in it. Or I had to be in it for years on end or anything like that. But I had my brushes with it, you know, um, and that was that was enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I just I ain't the cat that's, that's, that's trying to run in the fire to, to, to be locked down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. To hold down whatever I need to hold down, but um, I got I got sense. I, I know how to think. I know how to ration ration this whole you know ration this whole thing out. Figure this thing out, you know. Um, but I'm not gonna just go out there and jump off the ledge for for Joe Smo. You know what I'm saying to try to prove something and all that. Now I'm sitting in the box and ain't nobody doing nothing for me. Nah. And going down like that. So, um, so you know, we just, we got to teach the kids better. I got a 16-year-old uh, juvenile son, and I don't want him to make the same same mistakes that I've made. And so, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm grooming him different. I'm, I'm teaching him different. But I'm also trying to get him to understand you have to be receptive to what I'm saying. 
you can't look, you can't hear what I'm saying as, uh, you know, nah, you, you got to receive what I'm saying because I'm trying to tell you something that's going to help you in the long run, like going to help, help you in your life, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, he, he's, he's invested in this computer industry. He wants to do something big with the computer industry and I push him towards that. But I tell him research, study, you know what I'm saying? Like, find out what you're doing, what you want to do, um, how you're going to do it. And he's doing those things. But, you know, you can always you can always push push a little more, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I don't I don't push him too hard. I just want him to you young. So if you want to be an entrepreneur now and you young, that's great. That's beautiful because you already thinking on a wavelength of I'm going to I'm 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 going to take care of me and as far as working for me and then I'm going to build what I need to build I'm going to lay my foundation build it build my empire and now I can take care of my family you know what I'm saying and that's how I want him to think I don't want him to feel like he got to go out in the street do this that and the third to achieve anything you know what I'm saying I want him to hit them books you know and, and apply his mind and apply his his determination you know and i try to keep him motivated so to apply the motivation apply anything um positive that he's getting from all directions me his mama his grandma whoever, whoever just and just roll bro does the skies is the limit even beyond that you know what i'm saying for real so um so I'm, I'm, you know, as I said before, I'm passionate about those kind of topics and um, about my, my family and different things like that. You know, um, everything I touched on today in this episode is something that um, I feel dear to my heart. You know, um, you know, we we shouldn't um, we should we should condemn any type of discrimination and hate towards anybody for anything you know what i'm saying um especially starting with, within you know the black community black on black you know um and then when we go down to different ethnic groups asians and you know um mexicans and well hispanics rather um you know all these different uh ethnic groups you know white and you know caucasian what have you um, you know, just whoever, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go through it through different groups, but you get the idea when we, we talking about these different people, it shouldn't be no, no hate as far as, you know, you, you beating people up and, you know, jumping on people because of the, because of who they are and they scan them and where they, where they come from and all that. Like that's, that's whack to me. Like that's dead, like for any culture, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so we should be well beyond that. Like we jumping on Asians for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I hate, I hate idiocy. You see what I'm saying? Um, to walk up to people and, and grab them by, by their shoulder or tap them on the back. And then they turn around and you still on them. That's whacked to me. Like, that's not, that's not fun. That's not, that's an easy way to get killed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm I'm not I'm not rocking with that. I can't rock with all these um, 
different different forms of idiocy that people take part in or make a challenge or make it something that's viral or something that's cool like for all of that madness that people create and endorse just flip that like think about if you flip that into something cool something positive you know you know i remember back in the day it was like almost like cool that you you didn't go to school you you know what i'm saying you skip you you know what i mean um hung out and did whatever whatever out of school when, when you were supposed to be in school you know what i'm saying um but then you found out later on that it wasn't cool when you started seeing people that were supposed to graduate that didn't graduate you know what i'm saying you see people that was um, supposed to graduate with you, but they couldn't because they locked up. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you start to see the bigger picture. Like, oh yeah, I'm glad I, I stuck to what I needed to stick to. You see what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of that just come from values, man. Like, we we need to value a a a, a, a different set of things. Like, it's cool for the kids to go to school. It's cool to get get an education. It's cool to be smart. It's all right to get the A's, the B's, you know what I'm saying? A couple of C's, you know, but we need to keep it to the A's and B's. And so, you know, I, I, I tell my son that. Like, it ain't, you're a nut. You're a nut when you're looking like you can't learn because you're too busy being disruptive. You're too busy being um, the center of attention, you know. Um, that ain't cool, man. Like, you know, sometimes that's people's personality, and I get that, you know, and that don't mean they dumb or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? Other things may be going on, but I just feel like, you know, that's that's not, you know, for, for the average person, that's just not um, something that's cool. Just, you know, get your, your learning and keep it moving man so so yeah man a little long with it on this podcast but i get into it you know i got some new things coming up um podcast wise i'm not gonna jump into any of that but got some more interviews coming up man i'm trying to do 2021 a little different and like i said i'm trying to structure things a little different you know give y'all a little bit um more and um and we're gonna, I'm going to see it, what we can do with this thing, man. You know, I ain't trying to be the biggest podcast out here. I'm just trying to do me something to say. You dig what I'm saying? Stand busy. As dot. Whoever, whatever you want to call me. Rod Soldier. You know, it's all the same. I'm that dude. Understand? So, yeah, man. But um, salute to everybody that's listening, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate the support. Like I said, I got some new stuff coming up. Rock with me. Um... Rock with the passion, rock with the love, support, you know. And um, I did have one more thing I I, I should touch on, and uh, I'm I'm, it just came to me because I wanted to. I said I wanted to touch on it, and I'm gonna touch on it real quick, real real quick. I know you know, impressed for the time though. Look, man. Um, this whole thing with. First of all, first of all, let me let me let me just say, um, dear 
white people and all non-black people or any non-black people, please stop associating all black people with Black Lives Matter. Please stop thinking that every black person you see is um, a Black Lives Matter supporter or, you know, what have you. Now, on the flip side of that, I, I am no way saying or disrespecting the Black Lives Matter movement and what they do, what they stand for. But I will say this, and I will say this to everyone, and this 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 isn't directed to any particular group, this to anyone who listen, I don't care what color you are. If you can have that same passion and zeal and and anger and outrage over our brothers and sisters who done died at the hands of the police, then we have got to have that same outrage, that same uproar in the streets, that same passion, that same zeal for little Timmy round the, round the, round the corner of the block who got shot, got bust in his head for no reason. He got two girls, three girls at the crib. Or my man, Sean, my man, Sean, who who had three babies and just had not too long ago had a, a, a baby, his third baby, got killed. And he won't bought that street life. He won't in the street busting nobody. But we got to have that same outrage, man, for every young brother and sister who losing a life in the street. Young girl, seven years old in Portsmouth, gets killed. For what? For what? She's seven. For what? Got to have that same outrage. And it ain't got to be about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement or none of that. Like, man, whatever movement it is that's advocating the 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 stopping of the violence in our community. Period. I'm with it. And I just wanted to say that, man, because I've been on my heart. Like, I'm I'm so fed up with all this, whatever. Like, Black Lives Matter. I'm I'm. It's cool. It's whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think we 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 have to invest more in the things that we do to us, we have to invest more into stopping that on all fronts. We ain't talking about just the brothers killing each other. We talking about the brothers raping, raping, raping your own sisters. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the brothers destroying and, 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 and killing your sisters on some domestic type stuff. You know, talking about the brothers out here um, abusing and sexually molesting your, your, your kids and, and other, you know, young kids. You know what I'm saying? All these things that go on in the community that, you know, we want to try to act like we own. It ain't just brothers killing each other. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's a lot of things that we need to just get a grapple, get a hold on. And when you start to improve your own community, other other people see that and you can you can improve the rest of the world. You see what I'm saying? But it start with you. It start with us. You know? Just, that's what it is, man. So that's my message before I get up out of here, man. Ain't nothing wrong with supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and those those people, what have you, what have you, and this people, whatever. But we got to have, if you're going to run around in the street and and wild out, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody know what they did to Floyd was dirty. We all know that, you know what I'm saying? So that outrage is down. I don't care what color you are, you should have been outraged, you know. But besides that, you know, if... um. When 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 the when the, the young brother who just go into robbery or or you know just innocently bust a, a gun and the, the bullet hit a seven year old child, we should be that much outraged too. You see what I'm saying? Because now we talking about a a, a, a child that I never see anything, never graduate, never have kids, never be married, none of that. You see what I'm saying? So. Um, or, or the young brother, like I said, brother Sean, you know, young brother, you know, um, didn't get to live to see 40, 50, you know, didn't get to live to see his baby, his baby, think his oldest baby might be getting ready to go to high school or going to middle school, you know, um, just, he ain't, he ain't get to see none of that. You see what I'm saying? To be a, a father to them, to them, to them girls, man. So, um, so it was real out here, man. And. I just I want us to have that same zeal, that same um, outrage when it when it comes to what's going on in our community, and not just when you know a situation with the police and you know um, vigilantes and stuff like that. You know, and and enough respect and, and salute to all of those brothers and sisters who lost their lives in those situations. You know. Um, so I'm no way in no way minimizing any of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, let's have some of that same outrage for the um the things that have become uh normalized in our community. You know, you know that's trauma, right? Being, you know, uh normal to hear gunshots and you know, see dead bodies and people being killed and people getting arrested and the police coming through and you know, shootouts and, you know, that when, when it becomes normal, you know, that's trauma, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm going to leave that for another, uh, another, another episode. But let me get up out of here, man. I took up enough time, man. I appreciate y'all again for listening. Um, We're going to get into it 2021 and just talk about some different things, man. So I appreciate y'all. Keep rocking with me. Keep supporting me. Um, Please share. And look, man, be safe out there. Keep your head up. Keep your head on the swivel. You know, um, support the people that support you. Show love to everyone. And uh, salute, man. Appreciate it. All right. One.